0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, real quick, I want to give a shout out to James up in Stoneville, North Carolina. He's a friend of the show. Hell, he's a friend of the family now. We were able to go ahead and help his family recently save more than $1,200 a month. Really think about this. My man, Robbie didn't save $1,200 one time. He's going to save it each and every month, all because he went to save with conrad.com. He left us a five-star review earlier this week. And he said this from the first phone call with Christian, all the hard work Diane put in Jennifer taking time to explain things and help me understand where we were at with the deal, right up to Steve, helping me get this survey through nothing, but professionalism all around dealing with first family has helped us to the point we've cut $1,200 a month off our bills. I can't say enough about the team Conrad has assembled. I highly recommend First Family to anyone looking to purchase or refinance their home. Thanks to Conrad and the entire First Family team. No, thank you, James, for the great review. And congratulations on saving 1200 bucks a month. And oh, by the way, you can skip your next two house payments. It's real, folks. SaveWithConrad.com can help you. We're licensed in more than 40 states, but if you've got credit card debt... If you're looking to save money on your monthly payments, if you're looking to pay your house off faster, or even buy a house with no money down, SaveWithConrad.com is your hookup. Holler if you hear me. That's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And oh, by the way, you don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. What are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save for free at SaveWithConrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little bit about AdFreeShows.com. People often ask me, what exactly is AdFreeShows all about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Not only do you get early ad-free access to all of my podcasts, starting at just $9, but you also get many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts, like Click This with Kevin Nash, Gentleman Villain with William Regal, Oh You Didn't Know with Brian James, and others. For yes, yeah, still, just $9 a month. That's 14 podcasts in total every single week, early, with no ads. That's like 20 cents an episode. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple Podcasts or through your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Want some more cheese on that whopper? AdFreeShows.com has literally tens of thousands of hours worth of bonus content, including fantastically popular series like Eric fires Back, Idol Chase, and Strictly Business. And I don't know why this is a thing, but there's even more than 40 Ask Conrad episodes waiting for you at AdFreeShows.com. We've got monthly Zoom chats with all the podcast hosts, live watch alongs with wrestling legends, and more. Come on now. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered that's adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling today. Check it out right now, adfreeshows.com. You'll be glad you did. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to DDP Snake Pit. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer, the most positive person in the whole biz, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Diamond Dallas
1: Page. DDP, what's going on, man? How are you? Well, Snake, I just want to explain to people that the, the reason why Snake couldn't be here last week, we had Darby on, was because he couldn't talk. And, you know, like the old Jake the Snake just wouldn't have showed. Like, you know, I can't... Can't speak right. Jake was sitting here waiting to do it, and I was like, "Jake, you can't even talk." Well, I didn't want to think. I didn't show he's squeaking it out to me. And then today, he's on the road because we had we'd like to film like you know two shows in a row, right? So we got bogged up because we're both on the road now. So (laughs) he won't be here this week or next week. But that that's the reason he'll be back again. We're actually going. When I leave here, actually tomorrow, um, Jake and his wife uh, Cheryl and my wife Paige we're, were going up to uh, we're going up to Boston to Fenway to see Aerosmith. Oh wow! So uh, Yeah, that's a. Uh, but he first sent to me. He said, "Dude, you want to go see Aerosmith?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" And he goes, "Okay." After I come in, he goes, "I got to get your tickets up." Uh, and I'll see you in Boston. I go, Boston? What do you mean, Boston? He goes, well, it's in Fenway. Oh, my. Like, like I would've known to know that. Uh, but, you know, Aerosmith, man, I love those guys. Uh, and, you know, I love what uh, Stephen Tyler did with his country thing. I thought he, and he got a number one, you know, record out of it, the whole deal. So um, I'm excited to go up there and spend some time, quality time with Jake. Uh, and Cheryl, I haven't seen her you know, they, they got together back together about a year or so ago and kept under, the you know, checking it out and they're doing great. So, uh, um, what so a, what a
0: great story. I love to hear these big success stories and, uh, man, you're working on another one. I don't, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, but, uh, there's big, some been some big news in your life recently with a friend of ours. Uh, can you give us any updates about
1: Mr. Bagwell? Yeah. You know, um, you know, Bagwell is uh he's his own animal. <laughs> that's that's the best way I can explain it. And for the last year and a half, he'd been trying to get, you know, he he really it's kind of like Jake. Jake really wanted to get clean. At the time, he didn't know it. And it took him getting up and getting living at the you know at the crib and being there and really starting to believe, man, maybe I could do this. Maybe I can really turn my life around. And at some point, even though Jake fell down, he was that shame thing that has to do with addiction. It's it's very heavy. And I didn't really understand it until we really spent that year and a half together at at accountability crib. Um, But he always wanted, I knew he wanted to get, he he didn't want to be that guy anymore. And that's where Marcus, like you'll never even hear me call him buff anymore. Because buff can be an asshole. And I don't I don't want to uh you know, I don't want to be associated with someone who who, who, who isn't on the up and up. Mm-hmm. You know, years ago, I changed the way I eat I I eat because I wanted to get just really healthy, good food in my body. At some point I started doing it with my friends too. Like if you're negative. I got no time for you. Yeah. Now, if you're in trouble, like someone like Jake was or Scott was or or Marcus, you know, still is, um, I'm gonna help you as long as you're putting the work in. But if you continue to fall and there is no remorse, you know what I mean? It's kinda like someone does something now, they're gonna go to the joint, you're gonna go to jail. The judge is looking for one thing first remorse. Like, I don't want to do this. I didn't want to, you know, I I fucked up, you know? So with Marcus, he, he knew that I could help, help his brand by people saying, Oh, Marcus is, uh, uh, you know, staying with DDP now. Uh, and it it immediately upped his bookings. Mm -hmm. He got way more phone calls. um, his price went up, you know, things started and he was doing good and then he'd slip and fall. And then he'd get back up you slip and fall. And then, because what we did is we put him in this show that we we shot called, and it's a docu-series. It's not a reality show because reality shows are bullshit. Right. Reality shows are, you know, uh, you know, okay, you do this and you do that and blah, blah, blah. Like that's to me is not reality. Of course not. Uh, wrestling is the first reality show. If you really want to put reality shows in scope, taking real things that happen in real life. And then, and then you, you know, you work them into the storyline, you know? Um, But with Marcus, like he didn't think he was an addict. He didn't think, you know, he had to lose any kind of, you know, getting any kind of shape, even though his leg is really bad. He didn't really think. He thought it was just some of his shortcomings from injuries. And the bottom line is he got on that scale. The first time he got on that scale in the house, he was 268. And I go get on that scale again. Is that right? And it was. You know, Marcus, I'm used to seeing him like at 235, 240 max. So, you know, his weight was off and he wasn't eating good. And, you know, he had to go away every weekend. So every weekend, either do good or bad. And towards the latter part of it, because of some screw-ups, he started to do much better. And then we got done with it. He finished strong. And then (laughs) he got caught on a bender. Mm. And he just fell off the rails. And this is where if you're not ready to get your shit together, because we're not rehab people. We help a lot of people who need that, but that's not what we do. And we don't want to do that because it's so much different than helping someone get their health back. It's really hard and you need to be a bit of a professional. And um, we had a, you know, an intervention for him Mm. and it was heavy. It was heavy. You know, it's about building habits and, you know, reps. Like everything is reps from wrestling in front of people to playing the guitar to throwing a football, catching a football. It's all reps. How many reps can you get in? How many doses can you get in to help reboot your brain? That's the important part
0: well, there's been a reboot in wrestling as well. This past weekend, we saw quite a bit of wrestling. Uh, of course, WWE put on their first mega show in the UK since I guess SummerSlam 1992, that's certainly the vibe and feel that I had going in. And then of course on Sunday, uh, AW put together all out that people are still talking about for a lot of reasons today. We're going to focus on the WWE because this show had been built and hyped in a way that I don't know, modern WWE pay-per-views didn't feel as big. You know, this isn't a this isn't a WrestleMania, this isn't a SummerSlam, this isn't a Royal Rumble. It's not one of those heritage shows that we all grew up on. This was a brand new concept. You know, we've never even heard of Clash at the Castle. And a lot of people when it was first announced thought, "Okay, this has to be a Drew McIntyre featured show, much like, you know, SummerSlam 92 at Wembley Stadium. It was the British Bulldogs' day. And the world title went on somewhere in the middle of the card with warrior and, uh, Randy Savage. But the main event was all about bulldog. And I'm curious, this is a guy that you spend a lot of time with and, uh, he's going to be in the main event. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do, I thought, Hey, let's run through the whole card on the actual pay-per-view because there was a, a pre-show, uh, match. There's only six matches on the pay-per-view and that just by itself lets me know, Okay, this is a little different. You compare and contrast yeah. with the pre-show there were 7 matches, but with the pre-show on the AEW show this weekend, 15 matches, Dallas. Uh and s- 7 matches is, not... is, is is a big di- is a big difference, right?
1: You know, when I was watching it and I realized how much time was, right? What with the girls match. Yeah. Like right opening up and not taking any weight because these girl athletes are as good as the guys I mean they really are I mean you know B- Bianca <laughs> Bianca Blair is that her last name
0: yeah Bianca, Bianca
1: Belair. Belair that I know I, I don't want to say that wrong she is a stud yeah like I literally uh remember going down to uh down and working with the kids down there in uh you know in uh, NXT And then I saw a video that they did on her like, wow, man, like that woman, like I see the push that she's got. It came off of her athletic ability and she's beautiful, doesn't work, (laughs) that doesn't hurt. Uh, But she's got, she's got all the tools and they've been running with her for a while, you know, and, you know, you you notice that, you know, she was with Asuka and Leska Blitz who are both great great athletes and in, in their own right and uh and and what a what a great threesome to put together and then to see eo and bailey and dakota kai now when dakota kai i don't know if you you I, we, we were talking with uh uh john when that when that happened i was blown away that tony khan didn't pick her up right yeah. away mm-hmm. because she's beautiful She can work her ass off. She's been in the business for a long time now, you know, and she spent a lot of time down there. I thought they were going to bring her up long before that. So I was sort of glad that uh, because she, she needed to get to go to the show. Like she really needed to go up there and get there and barely coming back. Those women put on a hell of a show. And this is the way when you're booking Especially a show like this. You want something hot in the beginning mm-hmm. and, of course, hot at the end. Well, there was some hot stuff that went all through this. When it got to, like, I was, what well, maybe I wasn't paying attention to the time, I'm thinking, because all of a sudden it's the main event. And I realized, did I miss something? Is there something after this?
0: Yes. <laughs> you
1: know, they're not going to put anything after this. And then I realized, holy shit. Six matches. Like I don't remember a pay-per-view that had six matches on Do you?
0: Yeah, it's probably a handful, but I'm with you. It's normally something where it's like a Royal Rumble where you know it's gonna be a really long match. That's a different animal. Yeah, yes, yes.
1: That's yes. a different animal because your one match is friggin' over an hour. An hour. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but so many times, like I can remember being in pay-per-views and having like eight minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, m- with entrances, you know, and the finishes. Yes. So, to me, right off the bat, that tells me the guy who's running this pay per view is a worker.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, let's look at the match times. Your <laughs> your starting match, the ladies' match, Damage Control taken on Bel Air Bliss and Oscar it goes eighteen minutes and forty four seconds. Once upon a time, the ladies didn't get that kind of time. Here they did. Uh, the next match with Gunther and Seamus, 1933.
1: Liv Morgan. And that and was a brawl. Yeah. And you know, you saw that was a brawl. That wasn't like high spot. It w- they were completely different matches. The girls had a lot of unbelievable spots. Like those chicks are unbelievable athletes. But these two bikers would out beat the shit out of each other.
0: <laughs> I do want to ask you about Gunther. I'm curious what a guy like you thinks of Gunther. But before we get there, let's circle back to the ladies for a minute. Bailey has been on the shelf for a while. We know when we were about to be in front of fans again and, and the, the COVID era, if you will, uh, with no fans was coming to an end the report we got was they're having everybody, you know, work off some ring rust again and get ready. And she got injured in training and has been on the shelf this entire time. And now she's back. And I'm sure it's one of those deals where as a performer, I've never been a performer like this, but I would assume, you know, cause we've always heard, Hey, you don't want to, you don't want to lose your spot brother. So you work through injuries right. and things like that. So she has to go get surgically repaired. So that's not an opera. That's not an option for her. So you know. when you come back, you got to be a little nervous, like, hey, am I going to pick up right where I left off? Man, Bailey has
1: just hit it out of the park. Can we agree on that? Dude, uh, uh, it's like she wrestled three weeks ago. Yes. Two weeks ago. It was like she, she, she went out there. That that girl, I mean, if you go all the way back to how they brought her in, you know, with, you know, like the biggest just so happy to be here. And that was a shoot, I'm sure, to a certain degree. But that girl is going through one transition. Like, she's almost Jericho-ish with some of her reinventions of herself, you know? And I and I love it. And she had, she knows who she is. Yep. And she went out there. And if she was doubting herself in any way, I never saw it, you know? And I think having Dakota Kai there with her was was a big deal, too, because, you know, they worked up together, you know, and Bailey got that pop way sooner, you know? I loved it. Thought it was fantastic. Think she's done
0: a great job. I'm with you. I think Bianca Belair is going to be a mega star. Really excited to see Alexa Bliss getting her flowers and I think Oscar has been maybe one of the unsung heroes of this division for a long time and a know, long time. I know we're not long necessarily time. comparing uh you know companies here, but when you take a look at this women's roster in the WWE, man, it feels like they've got such a head start on everybody. And for years and years you know, the women's division was, well, not what it is now, but from the revolution to now they've got a ton of talented ladies there. And I know for whatever reason, you know, people didn't perceive that the all women's pay-per-view was a big
1: success, but I think they could try that again. They are loaded for bear right now. And and they really, they really pushed that huge. Like before anybody ever even thought that that was even possible. Yes. You know, uh, what are you talking about? Well, when you've got athletes, like, freaking the the queen wasn't even on the show yeah you know and she's one of the greatest athletes in that company period and and i love the way they work the women you know and and they have earned their spot becky lynch wasn't you know a part of this thing you know it's uh she's one of the greatest performers of all time as you know as man or women you know so uh you know i was really uh I think his card from top to bottom really stacked up perfectly, and the way it, and the way they finished it, Vivio, with the false finishes. There, we'll, we'll get to that. Let's go to the next. Let's go to the next match. The, I mean, it, Sheamus, who I love, oh, uh, Gunther and uh, Sheamus. Gunther, I, whew, yeah, I don't, I don't know Gunther, but he kind of reminds me of of a foreign. Uh, uh, Dick Murdoch. Okay. <laughs> you know, Dick Murdoch was a brawler, but Dick Murdoch could do anything. Oh yeah. I mean, he really he really could do anything. So uh you know, I I, I kind of like it, you know. Um I, I like the match. I, I like the uh you know I like the brawling technique because it brought something else to the show. You know, you don't want to see the same flip 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 flip. flip. You don't want to see that. I, I saw Um, they were, they were telling a story there. And that's why I believe triple H gave the time to everyone. Like tell a story. Just don't go out there and do high spots, tell stories.
0: And they did. I think Gunther is a huge star. I was excited to see him get the win. Obviously both uh, he and Seamus are international stars. I'm with you. It would have been cool to see Becky Lynch there too. Uh, somebody had to get the win. And at this point, Sheamus is a, a made man in WWE. I was excited to see Gunther get the win. What do you think? Uh, I know you don't know Gunther, but you've seen some of his stuff. What do you think his ceiling is? Do you think he could be the
1: guy? Um, I think that remains to be seen. You know, I think he's in a hell of a spot right now. And this is, it's, it's all how they build you. Yes. You know, you don't want that rocket up your ass, you know, because If you don't deliver, it goes down as fast as it goes up. And I think he's in the perfect spot here. And a guy like Sheamus is like when you just said that, the made man. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get up to another guy who's a made man, Seth Rollins. How many jobs did he do? None of them hurt him. Yeah. Not, Not Cody beat him three times. And he lost plenty of times before that. None of those Jobs hurt him. They built him because we'll talk about that cat after. Let, let's let's go to the next one. Uh Live and Shayna Baszler. Now I was calling Shayna. I'll tell you what. I, that's another girl that I worked out and spent some time with down at NXT. When I say worked out doing DDPY, and she. And if, if I'm doing four classes, she was at four minimum of three of them because she's an athlete who's beat up her body being, you know, an MMA Mm -hmm. chick. So she's, she's the real deal. And knowing the way you think, you know, you think, you know, like, and it goes right down to the finish that we saw at the end here. Uh, You think, you know, like, who's going over. We'll come back to that. When I look at Shayna Baszler and, uh, and Liv Morgan, I see Liv is really over, sells awesome, great athlete um love seeing her in the spot she's at but i expected Shayna to take her out and that's not what happened and uh i thought they had a hell of a match and i thought the thing makes baszler so good again she can do the job night after night it's never going to hurt her mm-hmm. because she's that good she's believable and She's <laughs> I don't want to wrestle her. No. <laughs> you know, she's a badass, man. And she's she's a great chick behind the scenes, too. Uh but uh she uh she is she's a worker, man. She is a worker, and that that loss, you know, didn't hurt didn't hurt her at all. And you came in there thinking, ooh, this could be it. And you always think you might know something and just to show you don't they're gonna go the other way sometimes. But I, I thought that would I thought that I think this whole card and the people who didn't like the card or had their little opinions, they don't really know what the fuck they're looking at. You know, they don't they don't understand pure storytelling to a match. And they the girls did a really great job.
0: Totally agree. Next up, we've got something that people are going to be talking about for a long, a long time. It's edge and Ray Mysterio taking on judgment day, which in this case was Finn Balor and Damian priest. They had Rhea on the outside. So that meant that edge and Ray had Dominic Mysterio on the outside. Uh, I love this pairing of, of Rhea Ripley, Damian priest, and Finn Balor, the judgment day positioning. Uh, I could appreciate that edge moved along, but now that's a cool story. I don't know if you had a chance to see the A and E biography on Rey Mysterio, but I'm going to recommend everybody listening, go out of their way to watch it such an unbelievable career and unbelievable. you can't help, unbelievable. but pull for Dominic Mysterio as a result of that. And it feels like the timing for what we're going to see. And as part of this match couldn't have been better, especially fresh off of that a and E piece. What'd you think of the performers? What'd you think of the match? And then we'll talk about the big story at the end.
1: Well, You know, going into, I got to go back to before it even starts. When I saw Edge with Damien and Mm Rhea, and it was the judgment day, I called them up, (laughs) you know, and left them a message, and we started texting each other. Like, Edge makes me, and he's from my era, but. He makes me want to watch. Yes. Because he just has that magnetism. And it was he gave me the greatest compliment uh when he first came back, because I had just done my thing in AEW, you know, my last match and and did, you know, and had a hell of a had a hell of a freaking comeback in a, and an ending to the match. And when I saw him come out there and just whoa, go out there like he never left. And took a beating, you know, on top of that with his body. And I text him and I was like, dude, you are out there. You're killing it. And he goes, who do you think my, uh, how did he say it? Who do you think my, um, I don't know. Whatever he, he saw what I was doing. He said he put me over in it, which was nice of him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you're my inspiration. That's what he said. (laughs) Ellie goes, "You're you're 15 years older than I am," and uh, yeah. But he went out. I I went out there and did it with smoke and mirrors. He went out there and did it with raw edge greatness. And when they turned on him and brought in Finn, first of all, Finn has had every just about every title you can have. Yes, but he's never got. To the next spot why booking because it sure as fuck ain't talent i agree that cat like when i would watch him come out when he would do the deal with the paint the demon yeah yeah oh my god! and the crowd the first time i saw an nxt i was like wow and then you go to take uh takeovers and when he came out of one of those takeovers I don't want to say it could have been Undertaker, but it could have been Undertaker. You know, with that kind of response that he got, and having that demon thing, uh, it was unbelievable. And I'm always like, why aren't they letting him get to the next spot? And that's the overall booking. But when I saw Edge go down and then Finn come in, I'm like, okay. This, this this is one of the coolest threesomes since the Freebirds. Oh wow. You know, I mean it's that cool. Yes. And then for Edge now Edge has three, you know, basically three people to fight. Even though Ria is a chick, Ria is as bad as any fucking dude out there. Yes. And and she she reminds me of China to a certain degree because I love the makeup the clothing, everything. And Damian Priest, I met him at AEW. I want to say it was all in. And we, you know, we were talking, and I just really liked him. And I'm thinking, this kid's got it. Like, I knew he had it then, and then I saw him in NXT. And I'm like, this could be a bigger shot for you because, you know, and they, use, they are using him. He has stepped up like this whole team has stepped up big time. And uh, I love the fact of working in the storyline of the whole Rey Mysterio and Dominic thing. The match was, let's just go from the entrance. When Edge, everybody got a huge pop. But when Edge came out, that place became unglued. And you can tell by people, are, they're not doing this they're doing this with their arms. Like they're going crazy. He hasn't done anything yet. And the match they had, the match they had was that, that was my favorite match under the, the main event. It was, it was really well done. Great storytelling, unbelievable spots. They sold like a motherfucker. You know, they did what wrestling is. And then, going into the ending, and I swear to you, I thought something's off with Dominic here, and he wasn't any different than he ever is. You know, I don't know if it was maybe the Mysterio T-shirt and everybody else looked like a main event performer. You know what I'm saying? You look at you look at Judgment Day, that like that's outfits, work, look, and just superstars. Ray comes out in something that's what well, Ray's had the greatest outfits of all time.
0: Yeah. You
1: know? And and Edge as two. And Dom was wearing a, a t shirt with a ripped thing. I know that's part of his gimmick, but I just felt something. And then it got to the end of the match. I'm like, oh, I guess nothing's going to happen. And then he, boom, he caught me. With the friggin' kicked the balls to edge, and then race on, and then he friggin' clotheslined him with a beautiful clothesline, and then he walked off, and I thought that was really good. I think it'll be the thing
0: people talk about most from this show. I mean, it's such a star-studded show, but I think storyline-wise, the thing that will have the longest-lasting implication here is probably Dominic's turn. And for a long time, the positioning had been ray and his son and you want right. to talk about casting a big shadow you know th- there's there's a handful of really really big shadows that i i think would just be almost impossible to overcome one being rick flair somehow charlotte managed to carve out her own yeah, voice.
1: Fuck. but yeah, but I, th- I, I think
0: when you see that pairing at first when, when, a few years ago we first saw dominic i think a lot of people were like well he's not going to be able to be Ray Mysterio. No shit. There's only ever going to be one Ray Mysterio. That's it. He's got to That's be it. able to carve out his own thing. And as long as they were together, he was always going to be Rey's son. And and you couldn't help but draw comparisons and all that. But now, now they can tell a real story. And 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 would anybody want to make his son look better than Ray Mysterio? They're going to have a phenomenal feud. Some great storytelling going back to when he was a kid with Eddie way back when this is going to be WWE at their best here with what they do with Ray and Dominic. I think.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, I was so, I, I got to meet Dom, uh, at Rick's, uh, last match. You know, he yeah. was there with Ray and he was super, what a great kid. What a great kid is Ray. I got to tell you, this, you, you might've heard me tell you the story before. Uh, I might've just told with John Alba. Um, but I got to say for people who never heard it before, when, uh, in 92, 91, I guess 91 is when I started as a wrestler. 92, you know, I no I'm going to be the rookie of the year. I know with Pro Wrestling Illustrated. There's no one else who came up. I have to be. And then Watts, Eric Watts won it because he came in in October and he beat Arn Anderson and he beat a bunch of people. And Watts is one of my closest friends. But I became the runner-up of the year. And I thought, you know what? Meltzer milter he's not my biggest fan but he's he's got to see this i've got to be the rookie of the year again i'm number two i'm like who the fuck is ray mysterio yeah i at the time i'm 36 race 14 all right so maybe he's 15 uh so i don't ever i kind of forget about it years later and then i hear someone talking about because Ray Mysterio, Ray Mysterio's here. Ray Mysterio just heading out to the ring. I'm like Ray Mysterio. I go right to the gorilla spot. I watched that match and I went, "Wow." I was a very distant number two.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that kid, you know, at that time, I want to say he was like maybe he was 17 or 18, but I just couldn't believe how great he was then, you know, the stuff that he could do. I I honestly believe that Rey Mysterio would be an Olympic champion. If he would have done gymnastics, you know, I mean, he was just one of the, and and his body, I've seen some of the unbelievable bumps that he's taken. I'm talking about outside of the ring, flipping through, bouncing off the guy and hitting a guardrail from 15 feet and 20 feet in the air. And still going. I don't know how he's doing it. <laughs> still at this level. I loved What are some of my high spots that, that uh match where I loved uh, uh Edge doing the uh the uh the six one nine. I got a big kick out of that. Uh and um and Ray coming over the top on Rhea, and uh that was a lot, a lot of, it was that match was a lot of fun fun it was a lot of excitement everybody was involved it was it was really 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 well done but what was even better was dominic yeah. <laughs> and ed sold like a madman for and ray uh you know looking forward to see what they uh what they do tonight you know with that with that whole thing to me it, it, and there's so many ways you can go with it
0: Everybody talks about how young Dominic is and, and they're correct. He's only 25 and now in a big time spot. I want to mention, cause I feel like nobody talks about it enough. Rhea Ripley is only 25 as well. Mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley is as big of a star with as big time of a look as she has right now at just 25, the sky's the, the limit for her. And I know that, you know, whether you think about it or not that way, a lot of people are going to hear what you said and say, man, she reminds me a lot of China. And they're going to rush to say, well, she's not as big of a star as China yet. Give it time. Oh God. She's 25 years old.
1: China in the beginning. Yes. Cause, and she had that same presence when she got there and she was working before she was ever in judgment day. She had that presence in, in NXT. She wasn't as big, but she don't need to be, you know, she just has it.
0: I I think the first time we saw China, she was like twenty-seven, twenty-eight years old. And here we have Rhea Ripley who looks like she does, performs in the ring like she does, uh, has the presence that she does at just twenty-five years old. Like, if these were stocks, I would buy as much Rhea Ripley stock as <laughs> I could.
1: That's a good that's a great analogy. No, a hundred percent. Yeah, she's gonna be she's gonna be a big, 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 big star. I think you know all these. I I think that uh, um, Damien has countless potential. Oh yeah, you know, like his, I mean, he he could he he could be the man. Yeah, you know, I honestly believe that down the line he has the ability to be that guy. And I you know I, I'm really interested to see where Finn comes out of this because he is a phenomenal worker, storyteller, can take the big crazy bumps, but sells like a son of a bitch when he needs to, you know,
0: let's talk about the, uh, the next match because boy, there was a lot of heat going into this one. Seth freaking Rollins is going to pick up a win over Matt riddle. Uh, riddle has gotten a first name back and boy, the, uh, the build of this got some edge back into the WWE. Uh, they took a real life circumstance of Matt riddles marriage ending and, and put it on TV. And, you know, had a little bit of a, uh, work shoot fight, I guess, whatever you want to call it out in the park, yeah, right, I trying to make it, it feel yeah. real. And this felt like a big time match. Uh, I, I was happy with the positioning of it being right before the main event. They gave him plenty of time, 17 minutes and 22 seconds. A few years ago, it was almost unanimous. People agreed Seth Rollins was the best wrestler in the world. And I think people have been waiting on riddle to be in this spot. He is oh, so close to that main event spot but now he has it ripped out again. Seth Rollins picks up the win. what did you think of the match? And what did you think of the story to get here?
1: First of all, I thought, uh, Seth Rollins, he needed that win just because he needs to, you know, he can't put everybody over, you know, and he's put so many people over. <clears throat> I thought it was a great match. I thought the storytelling was great. I thought they did a lot of really great spots, um, <clears throat> yet they took their time with everything. Like Rollins is, is, you know, another straight edge dude, man. You know, he is, he can take some punishment, man. First of all, go to the entrances because I really like, I didn't understand what they were doing with Seth in the beginning when they were having him do all these different characters. Remember before he Mm -hmm. leveled into this, who he is today on the way there, it was confusing but I knew how good he was. I was doing something with uh um, Russo, uh, uh on the uh, on the show that we that we always did uh in the doctor uh and uh back then I've said I'm I'm confused by what they're doing with him, but he, he talent will always rise to the top and Seth, Once he started to really run with this character, I'm I'm amazed that it's very macho in the way that Mach would have a different, elaborate outfit every match. And that's the only part of Mach I'm taking that, that it's likeness from. Every match, every entrance, every interview, he's in some new, crazy, amazing outfit. That makes him pop, you know, and makes him different. It's always like there's better than and there's less than. And Bischoff's the first one ever says to me, "Whoever's the best, no one's better than him. Everyone after that has less than, unless you're different than." And Seth Rollins, from the laugh to the music to the uh, the, the clothing, the outfits. I mean, he's different than anybody. Has ever been much was like that, you know, and how many outfits did Mach have out there. Like one of the things that I'll, you never really think about this today, guys, maybe do, but I never did. If I would have, I would have had a different outfit every single night because just like Seth's doing, because those outfits in the world of collectors and, you know, being a collector, his wardrobe that might've cost him a hundred thousands worth probably 2 million. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Put a signature on that. And it's like, there's your, there's your retirement, bro. Um, uh, and I tell, and I had so many, but I didn't take care of them the way I should have. Um, but that just his entrance and getting like, he's a heel and he's playing the heel. He's not, he's not trying to get the people to cheer for him. He's being the heel. But when that son bitch turns baby face again, he's going to be crazy over like, like so much bigger than he was before. And it's because he's reinvented himself and his work. You know, you always look at guys as they get older to work, it's a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less. His work's at an all time high and to go out there. And I, I, I hear shoot work with him and riddle. They went out there and they worked a the hell of a match and they, they had a lot of great spots and stuff. You, you don't see over and over again, you know, stuff that was new and different and, uh, they had the people in the palm of their hand. Talk to me a little bit about uh riddle.
0: Like, what do you think his upside is going to be? Do you think, I mean, a lot of folks uh, view him as maybe a polarizing figure. And we know that he wasn't without, con- <laughs> he wasn't without controversy. I mean, he was a, a huge UFC star or could have been, but his inability to pass the drug test, he has, uh, not a, uh, traditional substance issue. He's a big marijuana fan, which at right. the time, that which was, is legal now, <laughs> the world has changed. Uh, so I'm just curious, uh, what's your experience with him been? And, and what do you think his upside is with the new regime with Vince out and Hunter in the spot? He
1: obviously pushed him in NXT too. What do you think? The first time I ever saw him, I was at NXT, watched his match, and he was out in the parking lot. And I walked up to him. I said, dude, you got a hell of a future coming your way, man. And the people, the people dig him. You know, he's, everybody knows he's a shoot badass, you know, and that comes with an a, a element of respect. On a side note, I don't you know, I never understood how Kerry Von Erich could do the bare feet. I don't see how he can do it. He must have the toughest feet in the po- on the planet because it's to me, it's just you're just safer in boots. Your body's safer, but he has a he has a punishment threshold that's intense. I love the stuff that he did with Randy. You know, uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, to watch and uh Randy gave him a huge rub Uh and I think he's I think he has he's got to grow a little bit more but I think he has all the potential that he could be the fucking guy you know because he's believing could be the guy you know and you, you never know how that'll play out but he he's believable I think I think guys want to party with them, and I think chicks want to be with them <laughs> and that's called the it factor, yes, you know, and, you know Rollins has the same thing you know freaking and the guys who are at the top drew McIntyre has the same thing you know he doesn't drink anymore, but bottom line is you know they just go in and just hang with him have a hamburger whatever um I think yeah he can be uh He's done some things that are different, uh, like the stuff he did with Goldberg. That was kind of different to me. Like, uh, I don't know about that. But uh, overall, you know, I-, I liked him from the minute I saw him down there. And then I say, okay, how much has he improved since then? A lot. Like, he's gotten much better. And that means he's putting the work in. And he's taking care of himself. But he stays in. Phenomenal shape. So, you know, I think that, uh, you know, he's got a real, a future po- From what my feeling, the way all of that Triple H, the way he thinks is, are you believable? Like you, you, you know, Triple H is believable. Undertaker's believable. Stone Cold Steve Austin, believable. You know, like who's believable? Now that can put the asses in the seats. Drew McIntyre, believable. Roman Reigns, believable. You know, it's like that's the guy you want. Brock Lesnar, <laughs> believable. <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, I think that has so much to do to. But I, but I love a lot of the little spots that the guys did in there, and uh, you know, um, yeah, like I said, say R- Riddle's a hell of an athlete as well. You know, and 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 so is Rollins. The main event we haven't talked about, but
0: I feel like we're going to disagree. It's Roman reigns and drew McIntyre. They get more time than anybody else. It's for the undisputed WWE championship. Uh, they went 30 minutes and 47 seconds. Roman reigns on his way to this show passed his two year anniversary. Uh, that's right. Two years consecutively with the title. Uh, that puts him almost in that Hogan Bruno type conversation as far as in the modern day, the belt normally moves around. It didn't move around for two years and it didn't move around over in Cardiff. Roman reigns gets his hand raised. We also saw a new debut, the Uso's younger brother, uh, it reveals himself to also be a part of the bloodline now and essentially cost drew the title. I'm curious. I what didn't you see that about. coming.
1: I, I didn't see him coming because that's a long way to run. So he must've been under the ring. Yes. You know, so, and that's a tough spot to be in because unless they push something out there and let someone slide under, but I don't see how they would have done that, uh, in between that time. So that means he sat under there for a long time and he was right on time. So go ahead, keep going. Well, I'm just curious
0: what you think of the decision. Like, uh, there was so much hype around, first of all, let me say this. I think Roman reigns is the biggest star in wrestling right now. I don't think that can even really be debated. He's the guy, uh, just like there was a John Cena era. We're in the Roman reigns era. Sure. But based on, based on all the news we're hearing, it feels as if his now reduced schedule or the new terms of his contract, which we don't know specifics, but we have an idea that maybe he's going to be more of a special attraction. Maybe he'll be a little bit more Brock Lesnar like in, in his work schedule. I felt like, Knowing that information, but also seeing what this opportunity was for Drew. I should just announce right now, I'm a huge mark for Drew. Uh, he's supported our podcast with mine and Bruce from way back when, even before he was back in the company, and has just proven to be a really, really good guy. And boy, what a great story he's got. And it just felt like he was robbed of his WrestleMania moment. When he won the world title, it happened you know, in front of no fans. And I could see how that would not be what anyone would dream of for their big WrestleMania moment. But yet that's the way it went down and then fast forward. And now it's like, all right, well, this is why we waited. We're going to have this huge event. And and of course they framed it as he was coming home and he's not really from there, but damn it. It was close enough. I expected (laughs) SummerSlam 92 all over again. And I would even challenge, and and Dallas, I don't even know that obviously you were in the business in 92, but I don't know that you were able to process what that meant to those fans at that time. Like to be a 10 or 12 year old kid where wrestling is your whole freaking life. And now your guy, the British bulldog was in the main event and he won the belt. Even if it was the intercontinental title, it was a major, major moment. To the point where when I've gone over with Bruce or JR or anybody and we do live shows, the first question we get, and we get a ton of questions about it, is SummerSlam 92 because that title change meant so much to the freaking continent. It was a big, big deal. So I just thought, well, this is it. They're going to have to, you know, you built up this unbeatable Roman Reigns character for years. We got to pay it off somewhere. And who better than the guy who had his WrestleMania moment sort of taken away during the pandemic right here in his quote unquote hometown. I know it's not, but that felt like the perfect storybook ending, but we didn't get it. And I, as a result, I was disappointed.
1: What say you? Well, uh, I never really get disappointed. Drew's my guy, Mm -hmm. you know, Drew's drew when drew and I go back to when, wasn't the chosen one, he had fallen down that ladder. Mm-hmm. And that's when we started talking. And you know, we started getting doing a program, getting doing DDPY and helping him. And uh and then he got let go. And I want to say it was triple H who let him go, you know, knowing that this has got to be something to put a fire up your ass. And then he went out. And he found Drew Galloway, you know, and I don't know why the hell they just didn't use his name like they used others like Chris Benoit or Eddie Guerrero. You know, Galloway was just as good and that he he just he just took over everything at a time when the independent scene was really growing. And then he went to NXT and, you know, that's Triple H's baby, Mm -hmm. you know, and. When he came out there and Drew got the beat, Drew McIntyre or Drew Galloway, he made a serious name for himself. And like, I'm coming and I'm coming back with a vengeance. And then he friggin got up there and then he had the bicep tear. And then, you know, again, we were talking. And I said, when you get done doing what you're doing, You know, going through the rehab, I want you to come up and spend, you know, a day or so with me. He drove seven and a half hours to spend, to work out with me privately, do a class with 40 people, watch the first cut of Relentless. It was our first cut, wasn't nowhere near ready. Then drove back to Tampa seven and a half hours. Like this guy had work ethic I've never seen. And would come to see me over a period of time getting back. And, you know, we shot some interviews and talk. And this is a guy who really, really is that he's the next guy to me. He's the next guy. And I really thought this was going to be it. But I never look at it like you got to look at the positive no matter what. And I know because. If you look at guys who were really, really over, they did a lot of jobs. My partner, Jake Snake mm-hmm. Roberts, Scott Hall, mm-hmm. Diamond Dallas Page, they all did a lot of jobs and never hurt them. I that that match that they had, I know that they would it would it would it would, it would have been jubilation. The place would have gone crazy, total jubilee. They would have friggin' blown it all out if he would have won. But let's go back to how long it took turning Roman from baby face to heel. Mm-hmm. And when he became that heel man, and then the whole wise man thing. And I mean, you so brothers to me are two of the coolest fucks on the planet now. You know, I've been watching them for years. They've continually reinvented themselves. But these cats have found, I mean, they, they're, as, they're, they're as cool a tag team and characters as, as there is in, in, the w, in professional wrestling, period. And I love that now we're back to all being professional wrestlers. Because, yes, you were in the WWE, you're a fucking superstar. You're in AEW, you're a superstar, but you're a wrestler a number one first but it takes a wrestler who's running the show to say you're a fucking wrestler you know and i love that that that's back um but uh i would have loved to see drew i would have thought it would have been amazing but i also know when you you take it away and you take it away and you take it away and it's not like he got beat by some jay bro and he got beat by the man yes you know, the guy's the strap for and he got and he, and he lost the right way. He didn't he didn't get beat clean in the middle. Right. You know, so it's it's all it's all how you end up doing the job, you know, and what you do after that. So Drew will be coming right back at it, man. He'll be coming right back at it. I'll be like again, I'm real interested to, you know, watch tonight. Uh, I should say, what, what, I, what we're filming this on Monday. Um, so uh, by Tuesday, and this is there, I'll already know. <laughs> but uh, I'll be real interested to see what they do with that. Um, I think there's a reason for it. And part of the reason may not have even had anything to do with this, but everybody thought you was going to win. Yeah. And in professional wrestling, just when you think you know, you don't. And there was a reason for it. It wasn't just to burn him out. I would have put him over yep, me too. if I was booking, you know, because again, I don't understand why it took 30 years to go back there. That's always been a humongous hotbed market for the WWE. I agree. You know, so I, I don't understand why it took so long, but I'm, you know, when I watched that match, you got to remember the match they just came off of. You got to remember the angle that was just shot, that is probably the biggest thing they talk about from this pay per view, was right before they came out. Mm-hmm. So they started out with lockups, which was brilliant because that's old school wrestling. Yeah, they went like way this, slow. Yeah. That match could have been in the 70s. Yes. The 80s. The 90s, I mean, that match, you could plop out pretty much anywhere and plop it in because there's great heat coming into it. Drew had the whole crowd there. Roman's out there by himself, you think. And then they go into this match that they built to get to that spot and they sold, and there's five times you thought that match was over. Yes. If you're a fan, you bought five of those false finishes, and that's great storytelling. And, and I'll tell you what I told Drew, because, I mean, you're going to win at WrestleMania, and there's no people there. I'm going to ask you. You are a wrestling historian. Who won the world title at WrestleMania 27? I don't remember. 32. We won at 32. I don't remember. You're not going to remember any of them. Yeah. You know you're going to remember? The guy who won during COVID.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's how I explained it to him. I'm like, bro, ain't nobody going to forget that. And you know what? You did hold the strap. And you will be back. It's just got to go back to, to get your turn. But he's never left this section, like there's the bottom, there's the bottom of the top or top of the bottom. Then there's the bottom of the middle, then the middle, then there's the top of the middle. Then there's the bottom of the top. And then there's the middle of the top. Then there's a top. He's never left there. Right. He might've come down for a match here, but he's right back there. Match here. He's right back here. It's the golden place to be because he's been there for God, coming up on three years now and who's he lost to consistently Roman. Yeah. (laughs) When he finally does beat him. I don't care if they're in Timbuktu, the place is going to go back shit crazy.
0: Let's mention some other stuff that happened. Interesting in the match. We saw carrying cross uh, and his lovely bride, uh, Scarlet sitting right beside him. I'm so happy to see them back. Uh, I thought it was a cool placement to have them involved here. I love the attempted cash in by Austin theory and the use, the Ah, great use of Tyson fury. Like that is exactly how you should use a boxer in wrestling. Just phenomenal. And then you did did debut a new great character who now all of a sudden is instantly in a big time spot in solo Sokoa. So I'm, I'm happy with the way it all came to be. If it wasn't going to be with drew getting his hand raised, but I do feel like the way fans look back, with such rose-colored glasses about SummerSlam 92, I don't think they'll look back at this event the same way. Instead of getting this monumental, major needle-moving moment for wrestling history, they got a great show, but they didn't get... It just feels, I don't know, and I saw a lot of fans online even compare it to SummerSlam 93, where we thought we were going to have our all-American Lex Luger dethrone this evil Japanese character, Yokozuna, and he won, but he won by DQ. So he didn't win the belt. So it just was hollow. And right. I'm, I'm, that was bad. That
1: was bad booking there.
0: <laughs> well, and it's because we never really went anywhere with Lex. So yes, Lex did get another title opportunity at the next WrestleMania WrestleMania 10, but he didn't, he didn't get there. And I hope that doesn't happen with drew. And I don't think it will, but I, I am, I am curious, you know, cause the other side of the coin is all right, whoever does end this multiple year reign. Now, of Roman reigns is an even bigger star. So if not drew who, and a lot of people think it's going to be rock and Roman at WrestleMania, I don't think rock needs that title. I don't think that match needs that title. So if you're going to do something else, do you split it and have two title matches, one each night, do you keep it all together? And maybe the first night of WrestleMania is for the title. And the second night is rock Roman. That would make sense. But who's going to be the guy to take it off of Roman? Will it be the rock? I don't think that's necessary. Will it be drew somewhere else? I would think that's silly. Like if you're going to do it with drew, do it here. And the only other person I can come up with, and we're going to sound like homers, cause we probably both agree it's gotta be Cody Rhodes,
1: Right? I hope so, but you know what I, you know, it, it it's, you never know in this game, we're so far out from yeah. there anything can happen yes i would love to see cody in that spot because that's that's the whole spot he came back for yes you know and if he and if he didn't get that friggin' injury which he did it kind of helps and you know got to come back in again you know and work your way in that spot and i i you know i don't i it's so hard to really pick this far out i agree uh I think no matter what do they keep it, it's still being one title because now one guy's got both. You know, how do they – they've gotten away from that a couple of times. Jericho is the very first guy to win both, you know. So it's how do they get out of that. And it's going to be interesting. It's going to be oh, – it's going to take work. But, you know, uh, like I say, I love the way Triple H he's the guy in charge right
0: yeah
1: hold six matches with their crew that's all you needed when you got people who go like that let them tell stories don't try to put 10 pounds of shit into a two-pound bag you know and stuff gets lost i thought the pay-per-view was great top to bottom would love i I thought drew was going to go over i think everybody did and i think maybe that's why they swung it back I think they need to go back to the UK and do something again there like every year, something, at least every other year, uh, because those fans are ravenous. Um, you know, I just will we'll, we'll say, man, it's 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 a, it's a long way out. And, you know, what I want to do is start. Being more on top of what's happening in wrestling with me and Jake, uh, with uh DDP Snake Pit. I think we've covered a bunch of stuff and we'll still do some evergreen stuff, you know, where we uh throw up a show about staying or you know, whoever. But I wanna really start to uh pay attention to more what's happening in wrestling. And uh the AEW, they had a hell of a card last night and a lot of reasons to talk about that. Um But,
0: uh, I I can't let you get out here without at least asking, I'm sure as you and I are recording this, it's the morning after, but buddy, the entire world is talking about CM Punk's press conference. I, I know, you know, it's, uh, something that's close to you because you got a lot of friends in AEW, just like I do. But it does feel like there are a lot of similarities between the backstage drama that we're reading about because I'm not there and you're not there. So we're just reading no. about it. We have no inside knowledge about anything. We're, we're here You're in Atlanta. I'm in Huntsville. We're not there. Uh, so I just want to frame that properly. But a lot of people are saying there's a lot of infighting, a lot of politics, a lot of clicks, what have you. And some of this starts to sound a little bit like stuff I heard as a fan was going on in WCW. What do you make of all the backstage turmoil? Some people would say, Hey guys fighting for positions and, and we're trying to sell pay-per-views and feuds and, you know, fans want to believe it might actually be a net positive. I've never been in that environment. You have allegedly a WCW could be pretty tension filled at times. What, what do you make of this?
1: I think that Rome, the politics of Rome has nothing on professional wrestling. And just because they kept it out those first couple years, it is inevitable because certain guys are getting paid way more than other guys. And this guy might have the most talent of any upcoming upstart, but these guys get paid a lot of money. Yeah. So, and you can just put it over to whatever name you want. Uh, bottom line is, it's the same in every league, you know. Now you go down to Impact, or you know, I guy would even say ROH because that's owned by Tony Khan too. But you know, Impact or N- and and NWA, the scales of money is are much different but it's still the same. Some guys get paid way more than other guys who are down here. It is so hard to come up and have a hell of a run starting in the beginning if you don't look like Bill Goldberg. It's so hard. But The best advice I can give every young guy out there, build relationships. I'm not talking about who you know or who knows you. I'm talking about who you build a real relationship. Not kissing their ass, being their real friend, being there when they, you know, just being there. And like, that's this guy right here. (laughs) the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. I don't have a career without him, but he's also the same guy that never believed in me as a wrestler in the beginning. You know, he, he he thought I was crazy, but Jake did. And there's another guy that believed in me that put their name on the line for me. Dusty put their name. He's the name on the line for me. And one of the coolest things that happened was I was, you know, you gotta go away sometimes to come back. And that's what Cody did. He left, walked away from, I'm guessing, a half a million bucks, because that was around the spot. Oh, it was, he was in
0: it was more than that. Back
1: when he when he left originally mm-hmm. and went to the independent world. He made more money that independent than he had ever made ever. But he's working five, six nights a week all over the world. Mm-hmm. And out of that came all in and AEW, and blah, blah, blah. And personally, I don't think they really appreciated him the way they should have. I know the fans didn't because mm-hmm. I couldn't believe the guy who made all this happen and he's the guy that made it happen. How they turned on him. After he took Darby to 20-minute... You know, 20-minute Broadway, Darby, you heard him last week. He didn't even know what a Broadway was. You know, and, and and put Max over and you know, and and put over, you know, put over so many guys. It didn't make any sense. But then he got to go back and then come in there with the fans loving him and missing him and wanting him back. And they watched what he did and they appreciated, they wanted him back. And then for the matches that him and Seth Rollins had was just unbelievable. But there's a guy who's had a pedigree better than anybody. Mm-hmm. The American Dreams kid. And he had, couldn't get past this mid-ground. Mid when he was younger, he was up a little bit higher with Orton and those guys. But he came right back down, and he was never going to go up higher. He had to leave. My point is, is that sometimes, well, all the time, it's so hard to get up that pecking order in a world where if it's me and you and we we have a match and you're going over, I just can't knock you out in the middle of it. We're actors. Yeah. But we're physical storytellers. And we beat up our bodies for this art that's called professional wrestling. It's so hard. So the politics start, and then it becomes even harder. If you remember, when AEW started, they don't have the same crew they do now. And a lot of those guys, anybody is welcome here. Yeah. (laughs) I don't see a lot of those people there anymore. Right. So... You know, bottom line is it's wrestling and the big and the bad and the people who know how to be political and have the look, the work, the rap, you know, are going to have the best chances. But that political thing is inevitable. That's it's part of what is wrestling. Day one. And where it is today, it's just part of the show, man. And we hope you guys are
0: enjoying what we're doing here on the show. Hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends all about DDP snake pit. Leave us a five-star review. If you think we've earned it. And if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. That notifications bell. throw us a thumbs up. Just interact with us. It helps the algorithm. And, uh, we appreciate the time today and Dallas. I'm looking forward to it, man. Me and you back together again next week, right here on DDP snake pit.